0: following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hi there! This is Callie Wills, and you're about to listen to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Prototype World of Tomorrow. Prototype World of Tomorrow is a mystery comedy show that takes place in a technologically advanced dome city that was built in the 1960s in Central Florida. In the first season, Tim Less tried and failed to solve the murder of prominent Progress citizen Liam Crawford, a murder which my character Eve Moore was accused of. After Tim revealed the evidence that exonerated Eve, they went into partnership together to form Progress's only private detective firm, Moore and Less Investigation. Season 2 picks up with the next mystery, like the next book in a series of detective novels. We hope you enjoy and thanks for listening.
1: Welcome to the prototype world of tomorrow.
2: They say the new millennium truly began the day the City of Progress was finished, a domed metropolis of the world's greatest minds built on the swamplands of central Florida. Here in this self-styled city of the future, 50,000 temporary residents live, work, and occasionally die. Progress is a prototype of a world to come, but also a living city with many mysteries. And working to unravel a few of them are Progress's only private detectives. Tim Less and Eve R. Moore. This season of World of Tomorrow is sponsored by Boardwalk Times. And now, Fairweather Foes, Chapter 1.
3: Sir Rick Russo Your food delivery is here
4: Are these my tacos?
3: Order consists of two tilapia tacos One burrito yeah, okay, okay fine fine Please scan for payment Note gratuity is not included
4: Gratuity? I'm supposed to be tipping a robot now
3: Gratuity is not included
4: Here's a tip for you Stay out of the ring You'll rust
3: Tonal analysis detecting sardonicism
4: Interaction terminated Thank you. Hey! Hey, I didn't stand for payment! Uh, I guess they'll figure it out. Control? Control here. When's uh, that rainstorm coming in? Looks like you got ten minutes. Uh, You might want to pull the hover cart back in the dome. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know how these things handle in the rain. I hate working outside the dome. There was a mosquito the other day. Almost bit me. Yeah, they have those. So you got any plans for this weekend? Nope. Hey, Control? Rick,
1: you gotta keep this
5: channel clear.
4: No, no, this is something big.
5: What is
1: it?
4: Three kids. Kids? Late teens, early twenties, maybe. It's too dark to tell. Okay. I mean, they're looking suspicious. They have a bag. Not a bag. They just took something out of it. Listen, pull up the audio on Street Lamp H23. Let's see what they're up to.
5: (sighs) All right. Okay, uh, you brought the stencils, right? I got the spray paint, but they didn't have orange. So we'll have to make do with two colors. Two colors? It's a protest sign, not an art project.
3: Um, protest is art. Well...
5: The art's not gonna have orange. Why didn't you just get yellow? I didn't think about that.
4: I guess I gotta Where's go the- shut them down. You want backup? They're just kids. Probably spirit of tomorrow.
5: Take the portable radio.
4: Hey! Hey, can I help you kids with something tonight? Good evening, officer. Yeah, yeah. Cut the BS. We got you on tape. Now come in quietly and wait- we'll- Run! I hate when they do that. Control! Control, I'm in pursuit of the three P.O.S.'s headed domeward on Journey. What do
2: you mean, pursuit?
4: I'm running after them.
2: Rick, let me call you. I got
4: it, all right? Just saying, your heart rate is spiking. (laughs) They told me to exercise more, and that's what I'm doing. Shit! One of them ran up the side of the building. What
5: do you mean, ran up the side of the building?
4: I don't understand postmodern architecture, either. It's got grates and footholds and things. Anyway, she's climbing to the roof. The other two are probably clockwise up here. What building is Shawnee it? Shawnee Aerospace.
5: Stay there. I'm getting some support officers over there now. We'll get that one at least.
4: What's that? What? What's no, no, no. What? Oh, no, 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 no. Ah! Something just threw the kid off the building. What? I swear to God. No, wait. She's oh, no, flying no, 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 through the air. Ah! Rick, that's- I know. IT'S IMPOSSIBLE! THAT KID IS FLYING! Where is she headed? Can you see her? counter word and clockwise! Yeah, she's not going that fast! I can see if I can keep up! It's it's fine, Rick. Uh, You've got 8 minutes. Where is she now? You were saying something about 8 minutes? I can't see a thing now! She's gone! UGH!
1: Every morning of this past week, I had been awoken. Not by the pleasant chirping of birds that's piped into the inner city parks, nor by the soft breezes that blow from the air-circulating fans mounted in the dome ceilings. Instead, I had woken up to this.
0: Tim, it's Eve. It's 8 o'clock. We need to get started.
1: Every morning this week... Now, I think of myself as being a patient and even-keeled sort of individual. And so chalked the first day up to Eve's super eager enthusiasm at starting a new career in the exciting world of private investigation. When it occurred again the next day, I felt I was still holding up with some degree of aplomb.
0: Tim, are you in there?
1: Apparently, my low-key indications that 8 o'clock was too early to start a productive working day and more suited to those whose career choices involved delivering newspapers and painting sunrises. On day three, I was prepared. Having spent the prior evening installing sound-dampening material and deadbolting my bedroom door. That would hold off the barbarian invader for approximately two hours until the much more civilized time of 10 which is perfect for either brunch, lunch, or day drinking.
3: New message from Eve. Tim, get up. We've got an agenda today.
1: Reply. You're weaponizing technology against me.
3: New message. Now I am become Death,
1: the destroyer of worlds. Finally, I took the most drastic of measures. I looked up the manual and changed the combination on my front door the only person I told about the change was Annie, and she was under strict instructions to never reveal the combination to anyone. Out of the unfortunate habits formed in the prior days, I lurched out of bed at eight o'clock, only to remember the situation, and slowly sinking back into the cozy blankets. Until...
0: Tim! Eight o'clock! Let's go!
1: Annie Benedict Judas Iscariot Moore... Well, there was nothing to be done about it. I was going to get no relief from this barrage. I got out of bed, dressed, and faced my new tormentor. I saw that she was joined by someone. Morning, Tim. Is it, Annie? Is it? I didn't tell Eve the combination. Ah, loopholes. What time
0: did you get up before you had a partner?
1: First, I reserve the right not to answer that question. And second, employee...
0: Oh, I'm being paid now?
1: Intern. Third, coffee. What? Make coffee.
0: It's already here.
1: What is this? This box?
0: Oh, I picked those up. Figured early morning, you know? They figured out how to deep fry a Danish.
1: No. They said it couldn't be done.
0: It's called a Danut. Yeah, Progress's top scientists have been working around the clock. I mean, cancer won't be cured for another five years because of this, but
1: Oh Dream. Worth it. Ch- oh, try the cream cheese one.
0: Hmm, no, thank you. I'm sure it's lovely. So, Tim, we need to talk about not meeting here anymore.
1: That's fine. That is fine by me. I'll just start coming to your place.
0: Yeah, you see, that's not going to work either. We need an office.
1: Yeah, and I need an army of jeepers to carry me on a city Toria, but that's not happening either.
0: I've gone ahead and made some appointments. Eve? Just go take a look. <sighs> if we're going to make more and less investigation into a real business, we need to act like a real business.
1: Eh, still not sold on that name.
0: And that means a space to meet clients in a place that doesn't double as an apartment-sized laundry hamper.
1: Uh, Speaking of clients, while you were busy last night, IDK sleeping or something, I was keeping up with my regular social calendar.
0: Drinking buddies? Drinking buddies.
1: Okay, professional social networking club. And a friend of mine asked me to come by his work and investigate a problem they were having.
0: Oh. And did this discussion have anything to do with payment? Or money? Uh,
1: TBH, I I don't remember the conversation going in that direction.
0: Remuneration. Compensation. Honorarium. These are all words that mean money, Tim.
1: Uh, Bo works for the city weather department. Okay, if we prove ourselves useful, I'm sure there's the opportunity for some do-re-mi.
0: You do realize how municipal budgeting works, don't you? Did you set a day rate? Or is it for the project? I got a client. I'll
1: figure it out. This is how I do it.
0: Uh, we're not wasting our time on this. Clausen, you didn't have anything more important to do this morning? Uh, of course I did. W- we're picking stationery. The off-white one. Done. With that agenda item out of the way, your morning's looking more open. Thank
1: you, Annie.
3: And your afternoon's looking more open to see some offices. Damn it.
1: We hopped the monorail north towards the Vacation Kingdom. The city weather department was located further out of town than the other municipal services, which made sense because they needed somewhere to store the airships. There were several large hangars, which held a variety of dirigibles, zeppelins, blimps, aerostat, and both hot air and helium balloons. I had a picture book as a kid that was very detailed. You could see the brilliant sky-blue buildings from the monorail platform, even though they were still probably a half mile away, on the edge of the golf courses, which pretty much surrounded us. Eve and I, along with several groups of middle-aged men in plaid shorts, got off the monorail together. There was no people mover to take us to the hangars, but there was a speed ramp. I have to say, I was still a little tempted to follow the men in the funny shorts, because where they were going, at least there would be mimosas. They were headed off towards the pro shop. A wooden A-frame building that promised a day of recreation, albeit golf.
0: Tim? What are you doing? The sign says out of order.
1: I'm sure it's fine. Look,
0: right here. There's a pair of Pavagates that someone left for us.
1: It's a sign, not a cop.
2: Please hold onto the handrail. Your Look, speed it's working. Come on, get on! Will begin okay, fine. Shortly.
1: With a velocity that felt like it was designed to just duck under the permits you're required to file for breaking the sound barrier, the speed ramp started hurling us toward the buildings.
2: Approaching destination. Repair, for sudden deceleration. Hold
1: on! The speed ramp threw us out the other end. Eve caught herself on the outside railing, but I was flung into the azaleas.
0: Remind me to walk everywhere in the future.
1: I don't remember speed ramps being so.
0: Speedy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, heather. If only there had been some warning, a sign of some kind.
5: Oh, hi, Tim. Uh, and this must be Eve. Uh, I read your deportation hearing on the chime. Sorry, shouldn't have opened with that. Uh, I'm Bo, and this is the City Weather Department. Uh, you didn't take the speed ramp, did you?
0: Uh, Tim doesn't. Reed.
5: They were experimenting with it as a launch platform for the air show next weekend. I'm sorry, I should have told you that. Uh, but there was a sign. Uh, yeah, thanks, Bo. Come on in. I'll show you around. Then I want you to meet someone.
1: Here, take one of these. Bo handed us each an umbrella and pressed his tablet against the front doors, which slid open. We followed him into the largest of the three buildings. A huge metal structure with only a few low windows, a curved roof, and painted the color of a clear sky. We stepped into the lobby area. He was looking up at the ceiling, which was not quite a solid ceiling anymore. Instead, it looked like a very angry, cloud-filled sky with a green tint like it was about to throw up. Oh, sorry. Just ignore
5: that. We caught that little guy trying to make trouble yesterday afternoon. He's really not that powerful of a storm. You need to move him into a storage area, but, you know, it was the end of the shift.
0: You... captured the storm?
5: Well, uh, yeah. It's what we do here. We're in the city weather department, after all. Uh, Susan, Susan, uh, see if you can't clear off this storm, take it into one of the holding rooms. It'll blow itself out there. One with a drain this time. I don't want any chance of heavy precipitation on this little guy. Don't worry, she'll take care of that. Come over here into the Clemptroller's office. By the time we're done, the lobby will be all sunshine and rainbows again. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a joke. We can't make rainbows. <laughs>
1: Bo led us down a long hallway. Glass windows lined the walls, each looking into a large concrete room, many of them storing some sort of weather pattern, ranging from light showers, small tornadoes, and the biggest one at the end seemed to be trying its hardest to form a hurricane. As impressed as I was with the place, I had to give Eve a nudge in the ribs, get her to keep from gaping with her mouth open. Ouch! Try and look professional here? We're on a job. Uh, Did you know they did this?
5: I see you're looking at Hurricane Zeke over there. We figured Noah was never going to get that high, so we'd start from the bottom and work our way out backwards. He's not actually a hurricane, just a tropical depression right now. Our remote team picked him up in the Caribbean. But, oh, he's a feisty one. It took eight of our dirigibles working together to bring him in.
1: Keep going there, Zeke. You'll make it someday. Right in here. Bo held up his tablet to the door, punched in a code, and it slid open.
5: Sorry, I'll show you the dirigibles later. Susan's going to have a heck of a time with that little Zephyr. Really shouldn't have left it out like that. <laughs> Sorry, Tim, Eve, this is Comptroller Professor Fang.
1: Professor, nice to meet you.
3: You control the weather. Oh, straight to the point, I see. Yes, that's what we do here. Uh, what did you think your weather department 2% tax on outdoor recreational activities was going for? Uh, predicting storms and rain?
1: TBH, didn't even notice that was a tax.
5: We don't need a facility like this to predict the weather. Anyone can predict the weather. All you really need is a barometer and a Dopplerator for that one.
1: (laughs) Helps if you have a green screen and a cheap suit, too.
3: I told you he was a funny guy.
1: (laughs) Cheap suit.
3: Well, you see, we perfected a different method here. Try to imagine, just for a moment, that you're living in a hot, humid city built on a swamp.
1: Done. Done.
3: But just about every day, there's a rainstorm that passes through. It rains and it rains and it rains, and when it stops, it's an even more hot and muggy, miserable swamp. Well, it was all that before the city weather department. Now we can carefully control the weather patterns. Of course, we need some of the rain. That's how we water the golf courses. But now, instead of the afternoon, it's late at night, which has increased available tea times by... 35%! And that's just golf. Uh, We've seen productivity increased in transportation, recreation, across all sorts of sectors. But we're continuing to listen to participant feedback. Next month, we're introducing special rainy Saturdays where you can feel free to stay home and curl up with a good book. This is incredible. Well, when it works. That's the trouble we've had. I'm sure Bo told you about it.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe a refresher, if you don't mind.
3: Come to think of it, I
0: haven't seen an afternoon thunderstorm since I moved to Progress.
1: Oh, probably not, but
5: a few nights ago, there were some issues.
3: The rainstorm starting in the southeast and moving northwest was supposed to start raining at 22.38. Instead, we didn't get any precipitation until. When was it, Bo? 22.46. Eight minutes. Yes, I know.
0: You're wanting us to find out why your weather predictions are off by
3: eight minutes?
5: Not predictions.
3: Your weather control system took eight minutes longer than it should have. That is far out of tolerable variation of the instruments. I suspect foul play. Foul play? We know who was behind this Eve. Spirit of tomorrow.
1: <laughs> the student protest group?
3: There's been some thundering about it. Uh, Complaints that the citizens are given preferential treatment when it comes to scheduling. And have they? Well, of course.
5: This is why I brought you here, Tim. Uh, We think that...
3: We know. We know
5: that spirit of tomorrow's behind it. But we
1: just don't know how or who or or how to stop them. I'm not sure we're best equipped for the job. Didn't you call P.S.?
3: They don't understand. People of science. Uh, Bo convinced me that we might have better luck with you, Eve. (coughs) Oh, and, and Tim, you were mentioned as well.
0: I don't know what to say. I can talk to some of your engineers, see what might be causing an issue with the system... To be honest, my first assumption would be a hardware issue. There is
3: nothing wrong with the hardware, Ms. Moore. We are being sabotaged. But you're welcome to come along tonight and see for yourself.
1: All right, Professor. If you say so, we will look into it.
3: This weekend is the Progress City Air Show. Our mandate is sunny skies with the light breeze coming from the west. If we can't make that happen, there'll be hail to pay.
1: Sorry, did you say hail?
3: Not to be crass, but are you employing us? Of course. Well,
0: off the books. Would you be interested in a startup sponsorship? No,
3: I don't think so. As you can imagine, we're trying to keep this situation as quiet as possible. We
5: are a city municipal service. Maybe there would be some level of civic
3: pride that would lead you to help us.
1: Eve shot me a look that said she wasn't doing this for civic pride in a metropolis that just tried to deport her.
3: Send me your rates. (laughs) We can free up some funds. Uh, We'll take it out of the overtime for hurricane season, I
1: suppose. I had a feeling we'd be discussing our rates on the way back to the dome, and that would be something that involved math. At Eve's insistence, we avoided the speed ramp, practically peregrinating, if that's the word, back to the monorail platform. We were once again joined there by the middle-aged men in funny shorts, who now were divided into two distinct groups. Those strutting a bit straighter, standing a bit taller, and generally sunbathing in the glow of victory. And the others shriveling up in the Umbra of Defeat. Luckily, none of them had to worry about the literal Umbra due to our friends at the city weather department. The skies were such a brilliant shade of blue, you didn't even think about the number of man-hours that went into it.
0: You know, Tim, uh, we really need to decide on some hard numbers for what we're charging people. Uh, how much of your time would you say is taken up by billable hours?
1: Uh, depends on how much of an ass the client is. I've gone up as high as
0: 300%. Tim... Okay. Fine. What was last month's revenue stream? You know, we'll need to double it, at least. Not to mention the new expenses.
1: I'd have to check the copious notes that I keep.
0: Uh, year-to-date expenditures?
1: Um, everything? Well, I've got a few hundred bucks in my account, but I had a few hundred bucks last year, so it, it's sort of been a wash.
0: <sighs> what have I gotten myself into?
2: Boardwalk Times is your place for news, articles, and videos on everything you love. Be a part of the future of Disney and themed entertainment content today. Be sure to check out BoardwalkTimes.net and follow us on social media at Boardwalk Times. And now we continue, Fairweather Foes.
1: We've discussed our potential finances the entire way back. Making quizzical concern faces as Eve discussed terms like asset depreciation and double entry systems seemed to keep her off my back. She had the je ne sais quoi of someone who just read a book on the subject and wanted to share. Eve seemed incapable of accepting the basic premise that hanging your shingle as a private detective in progress meant you were living hand to mouth, and therefore needed to be ambidextrous. And progress didn't make it any easier. The way to get your business ahead was to join an accelerator, or incubator, or intensifier, or mentorship. But all of these required connections that, when it came to less security and surveillance, were not yet connected. Before I could commit to the Herculean labors of office hunting, I needed fortification of both the caloric and liquid variety. We disembarked at the Harvest Street station, and I led Eve a couple of blocks to a diner I knew, promising her it was worth it. As we stepped into Bonnie's, and I found my way to the regular booth, Eve seemed a bit less than comfortable with the milieu of the establishment.
0: Um, usually when people call someplace a greasy spoon, it's not a literal description of the cutlery.
1: Hey, if you know of another place under the dome where you can get a square meal for under $5 with beer, I'd like to hear about it.
0: The sign out front said they weren't licensed to serve food to humans. <laughs>
1: You know how progress is about things. You'll be asked to sign a waiver saying it's for your dog. It'll be fine. <gasps> Bonnie! Timmy, my favorite customer. How are you? Oh, you know, just solving crimes. One at the... a... times. I- I'm sorry,
0: is that a bit you do? <laughs> That's great, dear. And who's your lady friend?
1: Oh, no, no. She's not my lady friend. Uh, She's a criminal I exonerated, and then she basically blackmailed me into giving her a job. Bonnie doesn't read the chimes.
4: What was that? Do I need to call someone?
1: No, no, no. no. It's fine, Bonnie. We'll have, uh, let's see, we'll have two of the hangover specials, hold the mustard. Do you like mustard? And toss the fries with gravy and cheese. And, uh, top it off with a pint of moose head.
0: I know, I know. The kitchen calls that one the Tim. Uh, uh, excuse me. How, how's the salad? It's still green. Uh-huh. Uh, soup? Uh,
1: I wouldn't, dear.
0: The Tim it is.
1: Tim. Doug! That's Doug.
0: Yeah, I put that together.
1: Yeah, Doug McDonald. He's in my professional social networking club. Oh, which one is he? Oh, he's the a-hole nobody likes. The what? Yeah. You know, every friend group has one a-hole that nobody likes.
0: First, I've never had an unlikable a-hole in any of my friend groups.
1: There's something you might want to slow down and consider there.
0: Second, I meant which one is he as in what does he do?
1: Oh, um, paint? Paint? No, that's not it.
0: He's coming over. I'll just ask him myself.
1: Well, if it isn't Timothy E. Less, how are ya? Doing great. I was just saying how you were part of our professional social networking club. Oh, you mean the drinking buddies. Yeah. Hey, did you stop by Bose today? I just came from there.
6: High-key excited about the case. Well, you know, I told him to ask you. So really, you should be thanking me. Yeah, totally. Uh, oh, uh, this is Eve. Ah, Eve. I've heard your story. Technician of Temptation. Eh? Uh,
1: well, we're partners now, actually. Uh, we're working on the case together. Oh, really?
0: Mm-hmm. Hi, Doug. Uh, so, what do you do? Tim didn't tell me.
6: Ever heard of a jet engine?
0: Yes. That's a thing most people have heard of.
6: <laughs> of course they have. Why wouldn't they? I designed them. Huh. I work for Shawnee Aerospace, but really, I like to think I work for the skies.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's something.
6: So if you ever want to see what the inside of a DHC-6 Twin Otter turboprop looks like at 7,000 meters, you let me know.
0: You would be the absolute first person I would talk to about that.
6: The air show next weekend? They're showing off my latest baby, new all-electric model. Unlike some of the others at Shawnee, I really care about the planet, you know?
1: Yeah, that's, that's something I've always said about you. Well, our food's coming, so uh, we... All right, Eve, Tim, Eve, later. As the young people say, on the flip side. Told you, Doug. Yeah, a-hole. We ate and decided to work off the excess gravy by sauntering ourselves uptown. The real estate office was in a decidedly middle-brow part of the city... Their windows had been plastered over with screens that rotated through moving photos of their various available properties. Eve had booked us an appointment with an agent at 2.30. When we arrived at the office, a chipper young receptionist asked our names and our budget. When Eve pinned down the dollar figure, her expression didn't change per se, but you could tell something died inside. Just a minute. She left for the back room with a speed I've only seen in teleportation demonstrations.
0: We think that you both would be perfect candidates for our pilot program. This is our realometer. You should see the square footage. This is an up and coming neighborhood. What? It,
1: it's a jeeper.
0: No one calls them jeepers.
1: Literally everyone calls them jeepers. <laughs>
0: it's a realometer. Let me find you your dream
1: home or apartment. Uh, change setting to commercial.
5: Let me find you your dream office, storefront, or vacant lot.
1: I mean, is vacant lot off the table leaf <sighs> Come on. The real imageeeper let us down Discover, spouting random nonsense every 30 seconds. So, you know, about the same as a regular real estate agent.
5: I'm already getting offers.
1: Let's just say the first few offices we looked at were not exactly part of the architectural tour of the city. TBH, I'm not so sure they were designed as much as assembled from leftover parts. And those were the attractive ones. The city may have had aspirations toward neo-futurism, but when they have to fill out the roster with habitable structures, they fell back on some old-fashioned mid-century brutalism. The exteriors may have looked like they just slid into the room like a chest of drawers, but the real fun began when we saw the actual offices, or cold, gray, windowless rooms with office-style price tags attached. Some of them would make serviceable broom closets, if you didn't own too many brooms, and weren't worried about them getting depressed. The problem is that most of the good office space in progress, and by that I mean the sleek, hip locations that you think of when you say the word startup, were doled out by either the city or some private-public partnership that was either Fostering Innovative Automation, Automating Fostered Innovation, or Innovating Automatonical Fostering. And for one of those, you needed a corporate or city sponsor. And we had neither. Eve's nose seemed to be buried in something. I thought it was her chime at first, but I think doohickey of her own creation would be the technical term. When she did speak, it was rarely about what the French call the ambiance of the place.
0: No, this won't work.
1: And I couldn't say I disagreed, but a little color commentary along the way would be nice. Maybe I could get a happy medium here?
4: This seems like it would be perfect. Look
6: at the floor space.
1: And we had probably visited a baker's dozen of these potential salt mines, with Eve dismissing every one without so much as a second glance at the wainscoting. And at this point, I wasn't quite getting the rubric on which she was making decisions. I told you. I'll know it when I see it. She gave a meaningful head nod to the creepy real estate bot who was leading us down a maze avenue. One of the hardest things to explain to the technological philistines who don't live in progress was the Chime Network. TBCH, I'm not sure the people who invented it even really understood how it would change... everything. Everything. The assumption was that the constant contact with any of the 50,000 residents of Progress would break down the barrier of communication and create a more efficient business environment, and shrink the city to the size of a conference room. What they didn't realize was that the first widespread use of the chimes was a uniquely enterprising handwich stand off Harvest Street, sending out the first virtual junk mail, and consequently getting mobbed by patrons overnight. That was all back when they were trying to make us call them smart telephones, which, let's be honest, was never a name that was going to catch on. Pretty quickly, somebody figured out that you could actually set up a public feed and share whatever thoughts popped into your mind at any point. There's a few citizens, and citizens' children, who seem to do nothing but chime all day. A few years into it, they added picture chimes, and the chime photos of cats who want to eat tacos was a fad for a month or two. They kept promising eventually that you'll be able to stream audio on the things, but that seems a little bit far out, don't you think? The biggest change was how you organized your social interactions. Work friends and neighbors became much less important because you could find people who shared your interests, start talking with them, and get to know them long before you met in IRL, which is a ChimeSpeak abbreviation for Immediate Relational Location. Doug was one of those people. Looking back on it, none of us in the drones, that name we call ourselves, signifying the working stiff aspect of most of our day jobs, could remember why Doug first started showing up. It might have easily been a miscommunication, because he actually built drones, like the flying ones. All of this to say, it wasn't exactly weird that the two of us walked side by side, led by a robot, with our noses firmly buried into our respective chimes.
0: Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I've got to go.
1: What about the office?
0: Well Reschedule for next time. Can we reschedule?
1: For scheduling questions, please contact my home office. Wait, what's going on?
0: It was Professor Fang. She wants me to go with their team tonight to monitor the weather adjustments. They're leaving soon.
1: Oh, well, let's roll. We can get to the Harvest Street monorail from here. If we just cut down to... They
0: only have one seat on the dirigible. Oh. And she wants me to be the one
1: to... Yeah, I, I, I... I picked up that part.
0: It's purely a safety issue, I'm sure. And you know I'm going to be able to spot things. Technical things that maybe someone else would miss. Yeah, no, I get
1: it. I get it. You don't have to explain. I can see when I'm being given the old egress two-step. Tim. You're going to be late for Professor Fang.
0: You're right. We'll talk tomorrow. Your place at nine?
1: Ten. And bring Danitz.
5: Thank you for choosing Real Major Real Estate Services. If I can be of any more help, please don't hesitate to chime my manufacturer with feedback.
1: You know what? I'm glad. Now I know exactly where I stand. Apparently, at the kitty table. And not like the fun kitty table where you get to eat pie first because your uncle is taking forever carving the turkey, but more like the we don't trust you not to spill cranberry sauce again, and here's a place to sit with disposable silverware kitty table. This was the speech I was rehearsing on my way back to my apartment. It was already nautical twilight, and I still had to change people movers at the hemisphere, which is a pain this time of day. So what I'm saying is I had plenty of time to go over it and tweak the finer points. The name is less and more, Eve. I don't care if it sounds better the other way. Sorry, not sorry. It's alphabetical. I was still salty when I got back to my apartment. I grabbed dinner, if you can call it that, from the pneuma tubes at the end of the hallway. The pneumatubes were sort of a replacement for vending machines, in that they offered a limited selection of convenience foods. Scratch that, they were exactly like vending machines, except all the food was stored in a central warehouse and delivered by pneumatic tubes. Ham salad on rye. Next to the sandwich was what looked like a paper receipt. Except nothing gives you paper receipts in progress. It was typed in what looked like an old-fashioned electric typewriter. Smart, because all the printers in progress embedded a micro barcode that could be geolocated. The only people who used electric typewriters were shady or hipsters, and I knew one group that fit into both categories. We need to see you, tonight. Directions are enclosed. Come alone. I flipped the paper over. Spirit of Tomorrow.
2: This episode of Prototype: World of Tomorrow was written and directed by Benjamin Lancaster. The associate director is Catherine Jenkins. Tim Less is played by Brian Balance, and Eve Moore is Callie Wills. The Jeeper is Chris Cologne. Rick Russo is played by John Sicari. The Police Control is Craig Wallace. Bo is played by Jerry Skids, and Professor Fang is played by Teresa Hugh. Doug McDonald is played by Kevin Percher. Annie Moore is played by Issa Jones. The real emator is Chris Cologne. Bonnie is played by John Sicari, and the receptionist is Jenna Brown. The protesters are Jake Ramos, Dakota Myers, and Katherine Jenkins. The chime voice is Jacqueline Thomas. Music by Trash Chan, Zotair, Zita. The associate producer is Naomi Addison. If you enjoyed this episode and want us to make more, please go on to iTunes and give us a 5
3: chime
1: review.
2: And support our sponsors, like this season's sponsor, The Boardwalk Times. Visit them at boardwalktimes.net. Prototype World of Tomorrow is copyright 2020. Just ahead in a jar, LLC.